0: Hello and welcome to the special Dry Bones Ministries podcast series, Reflections on the Screwtape Letters. I'm Father Adam Potter, and today we reflect on the 24th letter, Ignorance and Arrogance. If you've had a chance to read this letter already, I'd be interested in your initial reaction. Uh, This letter initially hit me as a little underwhelming and kind of basic. But as, as I've been preparing this talk, I've realized that it gives an insight into one of the strongest tactics of the devil today. Really how I believe Satan is dividing all of us against one another. And it's simply by putting us into an us versus them mentality where we start to not see other people in their individual, individual individuality and their individual beliefs um or actions but identifying them with their group or their tribe or their class race religion gender like whatever it is right and then being able to dismiss them wholesale and so yeah all of a sudden this letter really took on a a whole different significance for me uh and just appreciating how divided we continue to be and further drift apart from one another so Let's dive into this letter. The, it starts off by being introduced to the demon associated with the girlfriend of Wormwood's patient. Her name is Slum Yes, it's a feminine, a female demon associated with this girlfriend of Wormwood's patient. And Screwtape points out that there is a chink in this girl's armor that can be used to really lead Wormwood's patient down a dangerous path that can lead to the strongest and most beautiful of vices. Beautiful, right? Upside down, uh, most horrific of vices, spiritual pride. This chink is described as a bias that's formed from being brought up in her family with a particular preference or habit. And this familiarity breeds the thinking that this is the proper way to do things and that those who don't do this or think the same way uh, are outsiders or are less than or even ridiculous. And the trap that the demons lay out is to connect it with faith. We'll see this throughout the letter that, okay, so this is sort of a a social practice or habit or vision. How can we kind of twist it, confuse it with faith? Um, And that we'll just see as being really, Detrimental, uh, ultimately, to take what could be a really good virtue of being steadfast and uncompromising in our belief in Jesus Christ to then bring about an arrogance. So do you have any examples of this, of growing up with a particular bias or, or preference in your own family? I was trying to think about specific examples, but like, yeah, maybe just to keep it more vague. If it's a particular way that your family ate dinner and then all of a sudden you went over to another family's house for dinner one time, and you just realized they do it completely different. They maybe don't pray before dinner like you do, or maybe they um, eat dinner in front of the TV whenever you would eat it in the dining room or in the kitchen. And maybe there isn't a a dessert after every meal or you know, whatever it is, or maybe it's a different way of going to school or doing homework, like whatever that, that preference is, you're just like, wait, this isn't right. And it's like, well, maybe this is just a, a preference and it actually doesn't have anything to do with being right or, or wrong. It's just a particular habit or custom. Either way, this can lead to a pride or a judgmentalism. And just to think about that um, for the way that we look at and view other people. And then in paragraph two, we see Screwtape describing that um, this can be used, this small defect in the girl, to affect Wormwood's patient on a much deeper level. It all revolves around a desire to belong in this inner circle that his patient is now involved in through his girlfriend. And this new circle is described as being elite or upper class, highly intellectual, and even far along in the spiritual life. And so the patient, therefore, is entering at a novice level and will be desiring to belong and be accepted by the group. Of course then, right? Then he's going to want to imitate them and to try and fit in. And can the demons get him to imitate the defect held by his girlfriend? His girlfriend has this defect of having a particular bias or prejudice so yeah have have you had this example of coming into a new group of friends or colleagues or uh, families whatever it is that all of a sudden we just it's a group that we see as being more popular or maybe a higher status class or intellect whatever it is and we just want to fit in this is very human i think um just easily being tempted to want to imitate those people that were around. We want to, we want to fit in. We want to belong. This for me has just kind of been a, a riding theme through school, seeing different friends or different study groups, uh, playing sports, and then coming into seminary. That was a big one for me in seminary, just coming maybe in my previous circles, kind of being the elite spiritual person right and and then coming into the seminary and realizing oh wait you you all pray every day you all go to to daily mass or you all pray the rosary and then it's like huh shoot and then maybe to like look for like so who are the people that are like the higher ups or the better thans and to try and like get into those it's just it's crazy right that like even in a, a place of faith That there would still be kind of like different statuses or classes, all what, I don't think this is just me, but in general, right, flowing from an insecurity, wanting to be able to find and establish my identity. Who am I? And friends, if it's, if we don't find our identity in Jesus Christ and the love of the father for his son to be found in him, then we're going to look in a lot of crazy places and start falling into a lot of really far out behaviors because we try and find this belonging in ways that aren't actually in God, but are in the different places of the world. So you can see how this is all of a sudden this letter is really getting at the heart of attacking this patient's identity. Who is he? Who is he? And through this relationship with his girlfriend, it is now very tempting for him to find his identity in these different relationships in these different circles in paragraph three Screwtape highlights that the love relationship is a perfect situation to lead the patient to be particularly influenceable i think that's a word <laughs> able to be influenced uh he says this quote on in paragraph three still less does he suspect how much of the delight he takes in these people is due to the erotic enhancement which the girl for him spreads over all her surroundings so we just we see that this erotic enhancement it's that's a a way of describing this infatuation that he has with the girl it just it spreads and overflows through his entire vision of who he is and um his behavior, how he's seeking to be involved. It's a, a blinding of all of his actions and thinking and speech, all because of this infatuation with this girl. tape goes on to say, he thinks that he likes their talk and way of life because of some congruity between their spiritual state and his, when in fact they are so far beyond him that if he were not in love, he would be merely puzzled and repelled by much, which he now accepts. That is incredible, right? And in other words, this infatuation with the feeling or experience of being a part of this higher status of people overshadows the actual belief and position that they hold and that then where he stands. We've talked about this already, but this is kind of in a, a new context of how love blinds. Love blinds us. And all of a sudden, we can start to rationalize different behaviors when we're under a guise of belonging to an elite and well-respected group. Then in paragraph four, Screwtape urges Wormwood to make his patient feel like, quote, "He is finding his own level. It's his own level and that these are his sort, and that coming among them, he has come home." End quote. Again, I think this is a very relatable experience. For most of us, we've had the experience of being included in a group that we perceive is above us, or that we're just like grateful to be a part of. And it's easy to want to be a part of it. And we also don't want to feel used, like we're just contributing to their egos of these popular high-class individuals, right? So we find ways of justifying our own place and our own contributions to this group. This can so easily make us feel and start acting superior. He says this uh, line, quote, when he turns from them to other society, he will find it dull. Partly because almost any society within his reach is, in fact, much less entertaining, but still more because he will miss the enchantment of the young woman. You must teach him to mistake this contrast between the circle that delights and the circle that bores him for the contrast between Christians and unbelievers. Okay, notice the emphasis, again, is on the love interest and how... in. This infatuation is blinding. Also, it's again, the same tactic of the twisting of this status with faith. The sense of belonging to this group is also being twisted with. And now I'm in the real circle of believers. Those who really get it and those who are really desiring to be holy. And this tactic then is to take the patient to a level of arrogance. And all the while confusing it with what could be a proper strength and conviction in his belief. And just then to, to move on to this fifth paragraph, the confusion is elaborated. It's not to be seen as blatantly spiritual pride. That would be too obvious, right? That'd be too obvious of an attack. But subtle social vanity, which puts the patient in a worldview of us and them. Us and them. And how dangerous is this? Gosh, this is how I started off the this podcast. We see this sort of tribalism running rampant in our world. We break people down by class, race, color, gender, religion, etc., constantly. Or, gosh, I should be more uh, careful. At least this is what many of the social elites in the media are doing and wanting us to do too, and it's very effective because a lot of people start to f- and fall into this and talk like this. And this is dangerous because it brings us to not see the individual, but only to see them as a part of their tribe or group. And this tribe may be good or bad, depending on how I identify myself in a particular tribe. Notice how dangerous this is because it really divides people against one another while not actually seeing who they are and what they actually believe and think and act and how demonic is our current divisiveness in our world the devil is one who divides that's literally what his name means one who divides um, and his tactic is on full display and then whenever you couple that with this air of arrogance that breeds a contempt and a dismissal of the other side to adopt an air of amusement towards the other side. That's what uh, he describes in paragraph five, right? That they're not even worth taking seriously, let alone really listening to what they have to say. And so I can just like laugh at them. Oh my gosh, are they really thinking that or believing that? That's a conspiracy theory that like they actually think is is real. Um, And you notice just like that cynicism then all comes from a spirit of arrogance but the arrogance more, is more a fruit of the underlying attack of dividing us versus them, putting us in a class or a tribe and identifying them in a particular tribe as well. And then to associate it, as again, this tactic is run throughout this entire level, this entire letter, to bring this mentality to the level of faith. Screw tape says this, quote, the great thing is to make Christianity a mystery religion in which he feels himself one of the initiates. End quote. So it's one thing to have this tribalism kind of play out on a, a social level in, in the world. It's another whenever it's taken to a level of, of faith. Now, again, this is dangerous because as Catholic Christians, we can say confidently and believe wholeheartedly. That we have the fullness of the faith that the Catholic Church believes and professes to be true in its entirety. Everything that Jesus Christ desired to reveal and that the Church has held and passed on for the last 2,000 years. And so the danger, though, is to bring it to a spirit of arrogance as opposed to humble confidence arrogance that says that I have the true faith and to then keep it in a way that is only to myself. And this idea of Christianity being a mystery religion all of a sudden gets to this level of heresy. It's, this is a, what C.S. Lewis described is a great articulation of a well-known heresy called Gnosticism. Gnosticism is the idea that salvation comes through secret knowledge. And it's obviously a a heresy, or hopefully hopefully it's obvious. It's a heresy because the revelation, what Jesus Christ desired to reveal about himself, God, and how we can be saved is public. It's on full display. It's not just for elites or high intellectuals or those who have a lot of money and influence it's for the most simplest of souls all you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ and to give your entire life to him in love it's not complicated and it's not a secret but to fall into a spirit of arrogance where it's like no this is ours and and you would never understand and to dismiss any attempt of someone to try and pursue this is straight from hell in the final paragraph then Screwtape urges Wormwood to stay focused. You get the sense that Wormwood is uh, kind of highly uh, what's the word, erratic and getting caught up in a lot of the different details and this war continues to rage and Wormwood is caught up in the number of casualties. Screw tape lets them know. Everyone is gonna die sometime. The number that matters most to us is how many end up down here. What's the state of the mind that, that, that they died in? Whew, what a way to, to end, right? Just to, to really consider our mortality, how short this life is. And it's not a matter of if we're going to die, but it's a matter of how we're going to die. How will the Lord find us? Will he find us with a heart that's disposed to trusting in him with humble simplicity and great trust? in a way that we're able to find our identity in him and to not seek an identity in other people or relationships or groups or classes with social status know that we might seek a popularity not in this world but a popularity among the saints that we might be welcomed by a great many number of friends in heaven who can't wait to meet us who have remained humbly faithful to our lord jesus christ So let's close this uh, letter, this podcast, with prayer, asking for the protection of the great archangel, St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls amen well it's so good to be with you uh for this 24th letter we just have a couple letters left we're down to our our final few so stay strong persevere and um yeah life is always busy and can come flooding at us and Hopefully to find just a rhythm of being able to enter into these letters is helpful and spiritually fruitful. Um, Let's keep praying for one another uh, to keep us focused on what matters most and not to get caught up in all the different distractions and temptations of the world. So God bless you all. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me and I look forward to being with you next time.